0: This is Detroit News, Lions beat writer Justin Rogers. Whenever I'm bored out of my mind and I've hit the end of the internet and I've got just nothing, nothing else to do, I listen to Detroit Lions
1: Podcast. Lions fans, it's time for the podcast you've been waiting for. The show where Kool-Aid runs blue, faces turn red, and rose-colored glasses never go out of style. This is... Detroit Lions Podcast. Your Detroit Lions and Reddit connection. And now... Two guys who run a 4-minute 40... Chris and Case. Hey, Idaho
0: Lions fans. Welcome to the Detroit Lions podcast. This is episode 210, and this is the official Detroit Lions podcast for Reddit. I am your dashing host, Chris, and with me is my good friend and co-host, The Riz, filling in for an almost dead case this week. How you doing, man? I'm trying not to be dead myself, but I'm glad to be with you. Yeah. Yeah. uh, There you go. Pulling out the cooling board. All right. Today's show, we're going to review the first week of OTAs. We're going to talk about hock. We're going to take a broader look at the offense and the strategy there, and we're also going to take a look at the cornerback position, its depth, and a whole lot more. we got a great show lined up. As always, you ready to go, Riz? Let's do it!
1: Let's kick this off and break it down.
0: All right, a couple of quick announcements. First, check us out and help us out on Patreon. Special thanks to Dylan from... Guam! Dang, i got to put that up against Orlovsky quick. Hold on. Groom! Oh, yeah, you beat him. You beat him. That's, you've got the Guam championship in the box right now. Uh, give us. Uh, you can join our first donor, Mathis, and Brian B., also from I Prevail. Go to patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month to get access to the wicked cool chat, the most intelligent Lions conversation, and we even talked a little bit about Hangovers. And we have a barbecue channel now. All kinds of great stuff going on there. We do have a barbecue channel. (laughs) How awesome is that? (laughs) It's just in time for spring. Uh, You get that. Sometimes we do a pre-show show show as well. All kinds of good stuff to see there. So patreon.com slash Detroit Lions podcast. And you can, uh, like I said, as little as a dollar a month will get you access. We'll take anything you got on the monthly donation. But it's a great way to support the show and have a little fun along the way. Give us a like on Facebook, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions podcast, and check us out on Twitter at DET Lions podcast. DET Lions podcast, the very best place to see Rez with no pants, <laughs> he's having too much fun with this pants free thing right now subscribe to us on youtube thank you everyone for joining in we got some amazing stuff coming we're getting the shows broken up in little segments for you there on youtube so you can uh you can see us in the shenanigans like we're getting here from riz right now and uh some of the other stuff going on as well it's a uh, it's a great way to see the show and uh pick on bun stuff you haven't seen before and, and what's going on in the background we've also got some other great stuff riz got a little preview today of uh, some stuff coming to it's, us
2: it's very cool <laughs> it's it's it's, it's going to go over very well
0: i i was impressed very thank, nice thank you thank you uh write us on itunes stitcher google play wherever you find us give us those five star reviews we thank you for those uh those are forever but if you want to change the show help us out feel free to hit us in the subreddit give us your uh constructive feedback there and uh, we'll take it into consideration and we've made changes since day one based on your feedback so it's a great way to help us with the show and the other way That five star review, though, is like I said, forever and helps us move up the charts and stay on top. Training camp party, don't forget, August 3rd. We've got the room booked, the Riz will be there. I've got some commitments from some other people as well. We'll talk about who they're, but who they are, but it's a it's a pretty big deal.
2: Oh, I know, I know, I know who it is. I you know
0: a few who it is. Yeah. it's uh, gonna be gonna be a very good time. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, also August third is gonna be Zach Zenner Day. Don't forget to pick up your Zach Zenner shirts, the merchandise from the Detroit Lions Podcast, <laughs> I'm sure. Uh, he's gonna love so it. I, oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I gave him a preview of it, a taste of the lions, and he was stoked. He was he was absolutely sweet. stoked. So uh Get ready. We, we'll roll out some stuff. We'll, we'll get some people together. We'll do all kinds of stuff for uh, training camp day on the third. And then we get the party that night. Great, great stuff. Don't miss it. And stay tuned to hear more. Give us a call via Skype at Detroit Lions Podcast. All one word, Detroit Lions Podcast. Or call us on the Lions line, 929-33-Lions. It's 929-335-4667. Leave us a message. You get a chance to hear yourself on the show. And if you're drunk, it's even better.
2: Remember people used to drunk call us on that? They need to get back into doing that. I agree. You know, if, it, if it's one in the morning, you can't sleep, you just got something that's really burning you up about the lions, call, leave a message, vent, and then go back to bed. And yeah, and feel it, better in the morning. It, yeah, absolutely. Therapy. Dr. Riz right here for you. I got your back, folks.
1: Tighten your chin straps, kids. It's time to review This Week in Reddit.
0: All right, it's time to talk about all the fun and exciting things going down this week in Reddit, and boy, it's good to do this through Riz. It's, uh, I, I mean, we love Case. I don't want to downsize our, we do our love case over there, but it's always fun when we do this. You bring a little bit different energy, and uh, it's, I, I like to change up. I like to change things up a little now and then. Um, I'm going to kick it off. We've got an article from Tim Twentyman, uh, a very, very famous Detroit Lions writer DetroitLions.com, and... Um, Tim's a, good, a really good dude. I've I i, I I've enjoyed getting to know him a little bit. Good yeah, dude. Yeah, he he absolutely is. And he's everywhere. Whenever you're at a place where Tim is, you see him like 15 times. Have you noticed that? Yeah. He's always moving. He's like. Yeah, he's, he's very omnipresent. <laughs> yeah. He,
2: I, I give special props to him. Uh, last week, at the day that I was at training camp, it was cold out. It was probably 60 degrees for a high, windy, no sun. And he's out there in shorts and a golf shirt. And I was very impressed. Damn, man. and like like some some other people, I won't say who were wearing sweaters, cardigans, maybe, um, <laughs> and flannel and stuff like that. But Tim's out there. Just I'm good, man. <laughs>
0: Probably runs a little hot, like some of us, other guys do. Maybe. <laughs> All right. Um. He had, he had five good takeaways from OTAs in week one. I want to talk about him. Got posted in the subreddit by our friend, my one of my favorite names. Uh, I'm a ghost. Ooh, <laughs> Love it. Love that name. It's a good one. Um. The first one was about young players getting opportunities early. So there was just a couple guys that hadn't showed showed up. It was Slay and it was Snacks weren't being there. So yes. there you get a couple a chance for a couple younger guys to come in and play and show up. And that's fine. We talked about that before. No big deal if they're not there. So we're not going to even rattle on about that anymore. But a lot of the younger guys got to see some some reps that they may may ha- not have. Um, Tony's been talking 40, about right. Deshaun Hand and A'shaun Robinson. And I'm... I'm I'm thinking they're getting reps anyway, right? Snacks is there or yeah. not? <laughs> yes, so, yes, they are. It's younger guys though that got to come in and, and rotate in and uh, get some work. Um, good stuff though from some of the younger guys to come in at cornerback. I think that's a great place to see some of the guys that aren't Slay because we know exactly who Slay is. Uh, see some of those other guys come in and, and what they might have. Arroyer, I'm. I, we'll talk about him in a little bit. I think a little more. I'm me. I'm 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 torn. I'm getting this this really bipolar sense on. I'm feeling like this guy could be better. I know he's year one, but he could be better than what we think. And then at the same time, while well, he fell really far, so we'll, we'll talk about that. We'll talk about that later. But um, we our our cornerbacks need as many reps as we can get them. We how about we say that. <laughs>
2: that's that's a very fair assessment and not having Slade there means that they get to adjust
0: into roles that they would be if he gets hurt. Yeah. So that's, that's not terrible either. Very good point. Very good point. All right. The second point he had was tight ends were expected to get significant use in Bevel's offense. And they talk about a, a goal line drill where they use only tight ends, which is interesting. Um, I was teasing some of the guys in the slack. Actually. I said, I was, I mentioned that to him and they're they like, that. really? I didn't know. I said, yeah. And then they wanted to pass it to Stafford. <laughs> like, Who threw it? And I know. Like, <laughs> it's not yeah. Imagine. Sorry, that, that's a, that's my new trick play. doer, you manipulator. Yeah, I'm a jackass. That's true. So anyway, we're using a lot. Uh, Hawkinson, and I've seen a lot of video and a lot of snaps of him. He's picking the ball up before, right off the carpet, right? I mean, he is making some really killer He's
2: catches. He's got really strong hands and a a for a guy of his size and his build, he's really lithe in terms of getting after the ball. He can he can adjust his body and control his body very impressively. Yeah, that's. I, I, I love seeing it firsthand. I, I saw him in college, and he 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 reaffirmed it when I was in Allen Park last week, and I've heard nothing different this week. You yep. so very very impressive athlete for the position. Yep. that gets undersold for, with him.
0: Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit more about him in the next topic here, but. He's looking good, and then Jesse James also good athleticism for his size, and and he's a big boy, right? He's six foot nineteen yeah, he, he's
2: inches. A big, he's he's <laughs> you know how tall I am. He's legitimately taller than me by by a little bit. So yeah, he's he's big big dude. He still runs like he has. He's holding in diarrhea, but you know it seems to work for him.
0: I don't know if I'm getting. Well, I know I'm getting older, but he's one of the guys that looks. He could have been a rookie. He looks so young at uh, Taste he of the does. Lions. Yes, he's just yes. a yeah, baby, baby face, face. guy. Yeah, good stuff. So. That means he's going to play for longer and, and even be better. Let's hope so. Yeah. Uh, point three, Danny Amendola could be a security blanket for Matthew Stafford. And gosh knows we've talked about how he's needed that since Golden Tate was gone.
2: You know, just somebody who can get open over the middle of the field and Stafford is comfortable throwing him the ball. You know, Amendola, he doesn't run routes beyond nine. Well, nine yards was his limit last year. They might flex him out to 10, maybe 11. Yeah, Maybe. But he's going to catch a lot of those balls. And, and just from what I've seen, he's open. He's yeah. getting there. They're saying he hasn't lost a step. Very, very crafty. I, I would agree with that. He's, he's so quick in and out of his breaks, and he sells it with the head, with the shoulders, the hips. Uh, he, can, he can do a lot of nifty things for a 33-year-old. Yeah. The trick will be keeping him healthy and not, not relying on him to be the sole chain mover over the middle of the field, which yeah. I think is where Hawkinson comes in. Right, I think right. The two of them together as an as a new addition really helps the middle of the field offense, uh, especially the passing offense. That that tends to be where Matthew Stafford likes to go when he's in trouble, mm-hmm. um, and he actually he likes to go to the middle of the field when he rolls to his right. That yes. wasn't there at all last year, so the, the, this is. You can see you can see the appeal for Amendola. Uh, I still would like somebody better, but f- for a year for a Band-Aid, you can do a lot worse. As Long as he hasn't
0: lost a step, right? <laughs> That's where we no, go. No, and I, don't, I, don't, I really don't think he has, not from what I've seen, anyways. And the other thing that that that, that he does with the the Amendola and hot connection kind of does uh, for Stafford is it takes a little bit of pressure off of Jones and Galladay because defenses are going to play a little bit differently. Uh, I, I like this idea, uh, of having tight ends that actually work, uh, in this offense. So we'll see. But, um, that's, I think that's going to be one of the key pieces. We've talked about separation for those guys, uh, for a while now. We'll see if Galladay takes another step this year. Um, you know, the contested balls, so. all that, right? But, um, just moving the stuff around in the middle and giving these guys an opportunity to maybe get a little extra separation because people aren't, you know, they're not getting double, double covered or whatever else. Um, I like how that might work for us. So we'll see. Um, another piece from Twenty Men here. Frank Ragnow looking the part at center. Sexy Frank. We had to think. We had to talk about this. We've talked about it last year. We said he was he was just biding time and doing positional flexibility when they put him out to guard, and uh, he was going to be back in training camp at center. And he never made his way back. Um, people were talking a little bit about positional flexibility now, but it seems like based on what he's saying and everything else that he is absolutely gonna uh stay at center um this staff <laughs> seemed when uh he gave michael harris some some shit about it we talked about last week but uh he was like you know something i don't right about about yeah. about Ragnar there but i mean it may make, it makes sense that you drafted a center and he should be playing center because he's darn good at it
2: right and i think that their justification last year was that graham glasgow was a was better at center than he was at guard And okay, that's fine. You bring the rookie and you see what he can do. But now, now that they're in a position where they can shuffle around guards as well, because CJ Lang only played right guard. He did not play left guard. And I think, I think the, the thought was that Glasgow was a better right guard than left guard. Sure. Yep. So now it sure looks like Frank Ragnow will be our starting center and Graham Glasgow will be our starting right guard. So Mm -hmm. who's the left guard? that's that's gonna be fun uh, joe Dahl, ode abushi kenny wiggins somebody who's not here yet or a warrior, Sorry, I, just warrior. Say, I just want to say his name michael <laughs> roberts you never know might be his only way to make the roster
0: <laughs> yeah 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 we shall see so lots still to be said and otas are a good time to see guys in shorts everybody looks good in shorts even even i look better in shorts than i do when you I go do look dashing in shorts oh, thank you although I, i'm not sure i've ever seen you in actual long pants no i, I rarely wear longs unless i have to go to work <laughs> yeah. um right. and if i can I'd, I'd wear my uh my sunday shorts <laughs> 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 um, five players looking to return punts this is interesting in that we have we have some guys who seem to be pretty capable of here Danny Amendola I don't like that idea just because of the injury I don't like piece. that either get him out of there yeah yeah
2: he's, he's he's capable he he will never drop the ball I think that's his best asset there
0: yeah yeah absolutely uh, there's also a wide receiver that uh, has a 9.3 average uh, punt return average and I'm going to take a guess who do you think that it uh Tommy Lee. (laughs) Tommy Lee Lewis. Uh, They're also looking at Brandon Powell, Tom Kennedy. Uh, Love Tommy Lee. Or Tommy Tommy Lee always. always. Absolutely. All right. So that was the five takeaways from the first week of (laughs) OTA. Interesting, interesting time of the season. Um (sighs) These are things where people, you you start to make, it's it's funny because you make extrapolations based on on very limited data sets right now, right? And and last year we had a new coach, right? A new defensive coordinator. We were trying to figure all that out. Now we have a a new offensive coordinator and all these tight ends that we didn't have before and tight ends that can play that we didn't have before and all this other stuff. So you're starting to try to make connections that maybe aren't there and are there, but they're they're letting on a little bit.
2: Yeah, I think we're trying to see combinations like who has chemistry together, who has chemistry with Stafford when they're you know out there. They, they, that's just little things like that. Yeah, learning the offense, installing it. Who's picking it up? Who might need a little bit of extra work? That, that type of thing. Where do the new guys fit? How do they how do they blend with the the scheme and concept? There's there's a lot going on there. So I, I it's a good time for them to be there. It's a good time to to check out what. Athletically, how they compare to who was there before? You know that that was one of the things that I found myself looking at with Jelani Tavai was how does he compare it to your Whitehead? How does he compare it to Jalen Reese maben You know to, to Miles How, you know, how where, where does he fit with that? Um, going back, uh, I saw some Stephen Tulloch. Believe it or not, so I mm-hmm. there's some there's some things there to like.
0: Yeah, they they're high in Dubai, and um, it's yes. interesting. Interesting stuff. And
2: they are they are that is not a company line either. They 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 really do like him. Yeah,
0: yeah. So I'm interested, and it's it's funny because we see things. It, there's a lot we're going to see differently this year, and we'll, we'll we'll talk about all these things. There's just a lot of thoughts coming together as we talk about yeah. things like this. But this team is going to be different. Some people are going to have a hard time as fans making the adjustment into how this team runs. So we'll. Well, we'll get yeah. To that
2: this idea. this is not uh, this is not Jim Caldwell's team. This is not Jim Schwartz's team. This is a very different type of NFL team for these days. That and, and that's deliberate on their part. That that's that's a calculated gamble or calculated decision on their part to go swim against the current. And uh, with the talent that they've got, I, I can see I can see why they are doing it, and I see why they think it can work.
0: Yeah. All right, Let's talk about one person. Um, the first round pick, TJ Hawkinson, the Hawk Hawkinson. Uh, Abbott Costello posted that TJ Hawkinson could be the best tight end that Matthew Stafford has ever played with in the subreddit. This is from uh mm. Pro Football Focus. Um, I don't, I don't disagree,
1: mm.
0: I, I really don't. And and is a total skill set Hawkinson may have it where Ebron heck of an athlete right we know about the drop balls we know about that and and with it you can't it's just like you can't talk about titus young without mental health (laughs) become part of the conversation yeah yeah. there's a different form of of mental health with maturity i'd say with ebron right and i'm not gonna i'm not discounting what happened with fans or any of that right but i'm but there's a level of maturity that wasn't there that's part of the baggage train right that's part of the the baggage that comes along on the on the ride so You look at Pettigrew, had a couple of great years. Pettigrew was, if he had played like he did early forever, he would have been worth that first-round pick. Before
2: his knee went, he was a very, very good tight end, and he was absolutely worthy of being the number, was he number 20 overall pick in the draft, I believe? Yep. Yep. Um, He he lived up to that. Uh, Then he got hurt. Then he lost lost what made him special and uh, faded into Bolivian, as Mike Tyson would say.
0: (laughs) Faded into Bolivian, yes, he did.
2: I'm going to fade into Bolivian.
0: <laughs> uh, that, that was said. It was said. He was good, and then and, and it was. He was, a, he was a good dude too. Yeah, he was. And, and Lions fans just. I mean, everybody still calls him Petadrop Yeah, and that's it, like it, his knee injury hurt his hands, right? I mean, that's what it. it really did. do did. <laughs> I don't know what happened there? Uh, I don't know. He was. He was a good guy, though. Yeah. Something sure. about a knee bone connected to a hip bone connected to an elbow, elbow bone. I don't. Know, I don't yeah. know. Um. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there, there's that. I mean, who else you think about it? I mean, I know you were, you were kind of thinking there, who's the other tight uh, end I'm that stands up? Uh, Michael Roberts. It ain't Michael Roberts. <laughs> I'm trying to think
2: back to who see, he played with at Georgia. I don't think any Georgia guys made the NFL from Stafford's era there. And that's going back, you know, 12 years. Yeah. So none yeah. of them stand out anyways. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he, he was, yeah, that's, that's got to be it. I mean, they had, they had the indomitable
0: Will Heller for a year. That was fun. <laughs> and yeah. Uh, did he play oh. Did he play with Sch- Schrader? Not that he was better. I can't remember. there's some, some years there. You mean, I mean Tony Scheffler? Scheffler, thank you.: thank Yeah. You. Tony Scheffler, pride to Western Michigan.
2: Yeah, uh, yeah. I you know, I think they I them. think Schaeffler was the number two tight end on the '09 team. Yeah, so yep. he was just here. I think he was still here. Yep, yep. I could be
0: wrong, but I, I seem to recall him still being here then. Yeah, everybody, Scheffler. Yeah, he was great. Uh, I love, <laughs> I love, love Thank you for for helping me uh, get get straight on that. Jay
2: J. Jay, Jay Schrader was or Bill Schrader. Bill I Schrader. Think. Yeah. Bill Schrader. <laughs> remember, remember Matt Mellon going nuts over how awesome Bill Schrader was.
0: Yes. Yes. Like, oh yes. crap. The, oh the hype never matched the performance in that entire era that's <laughs> so funny like so much more hype or so much less quality god players. he loved Artus Pinner so freaking much oh my goodness <laughs> i forgot about Artus. <laughs> i think he just likes saying the name yeah maybe maybe <sighs> so anyway yeah this may be the guy and and beyond that this this may be a big help what i hope we don't wind up being is a one weapon offense that's the big fear right i mean we've got some good running backs we've got some guys there um you got Hawk, You got Amendola. but you could wind up just like you did before you got stafford and one guy to catch the ball and I, it's just i'm tired of the team being there where are the pieces for him to play with we keep surrounding him with pieces and then it always seems there's one or two guys only around yeah and you
2: know we're going to talk about daryl bevel's offensive philosophy and the way that he laid it out with his four tenants principles of offense that he wants to go for the fourth one's going to be tough because they don't really have the people who can do it. And that's, uh, you know, yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll jump off that bridge
0: soon. Yes. Yes, we will. And I will jump off that bridge. (laughs) Oh my goodness. All right, so let's let's talk a little bit. um, Anything else about Hawkinson that that we want to bring to the table from what you saw when you were in uh, OTAs? You know, he's just he is a guy. He
2: he is. You can tell that he's an alpha male on the field, and you can tell that people are looking at him to make plays, and he's comfortable with that. Yeah, he doesn't have a problem being the
0: man, having the pressure on him. He 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 wears it very easily. Excellent. A good first round tight end who can handle it. All right, um, Hey, quick reminder, <laughs> just so you guys know, training camp party, August 3rd, Zach Zenner Day. Got some huge stuff coming for that. Um, we're going to have guests, big, big guests. We're going to have the prizes, giveaways, the whole thing. Uh, a couple of big announcements ahead of that. Uh, some really, really good stuff coming. So uh, you don't want to miss it. Um, we're going to do it August 3rd, Zach Zenner Day during training camp that day. it's a, It's an all-day affair. Get your uh, I love Zach Zenner shirts for Zach Zenner Day, so we can identify you. We'll do some stuff before do it. and after, and and then down at the party too. So we're gonna have a lot of fun. Go ahead and uh, do that. Let's get into the Daryl Bevel thing now. Let's just let's just push it okay. to, to right now and go into it. Okay. Uh, offensive Corner Daryl Bevel says, "We'll always be about running the football," and uh, that's posted by the Lionist. What do you think? Um... It's it's a big switch to go from a four three offense to a three or a four three defense to a three four defense, uh, going from a pass first offense for the last ten years to or or longer. I mean for for Stafford's whole career to a run first offense is going to confuse the hell out of the fans. And the first time it doesn't work, I can I, I know people are going to flip and freak. And be ready to run away from it. Oh and God. tell us so, we should have been throwing the ball. And da, 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 da. So the second drive of the year
2: when they are in Arizona and they run the ball on first down, they run the ball on second down, they run the ball on third down, and then punt from the forty eight yard line, people are gonna go ape shit. Mm-hmm. And I might be one of them. But I understand the principle for doing it. They are they are basically they don't want the offense to lose the game for the defense is my interpretation of it and that's that's probably taking it further than what they would would express it as what we'll the they say out loud
1: <laughs>
2: They certainly know that the defense is going to win them games and the defense is a stronger unit and and that's by design and how do you play how do you play to a good defense you run the ball you shorten the game you give the opponent less possessions mm-hmm. And and you do what Darryl Bevel did in Seattle and what he did for a time in Minnesota. You pound, you pound, you pound, and then you take shots. And and that was the, the fourth thing is that in his tennis was that we will take shots down the field. And he, he was very adamant about that. And this is where there's a disconnect between what he wants to do and the talent that they have on hand. The personnel, yeah. Right, because Kenny Galladay, while he's good, He's not really a blazer deep threat, you know. In Seattle, they had Tyler Lockett, they had mm-hmm. Doug Baldwin, they had um, Golden Tate for a while. Yeah, they had guys who were really electric with the ball in their hands after the catch, but also able to get themselves open and and create space on post corners, you know, seven, eight, nine routes. Lines don't have that. Marvin Jones doesn't get open. Period. He's very good at, at contested balls, but it, that's
0: that's. They're gonna put.
2: Network, it works sometimes. It doesn't work some other times. So they're so gonna put
0: Kenny in the slot, and they're gonna put Amendola in the X. Right. <laughs> oh. Nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. <laughs> oh, he's he's not a blazer either. But, but I I don't, no. I don't even know how fast he is. I and I know he can move and 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 juke, but I don't know how fast he is. But uh, I mean, in man. my head, it's almost freaking plausible plausible that he's as fast as Marvin Jones. <laughs>
2: It it could be, you know, Ma- Marvin. Uh, Marvin's issue isn't that he's slow; it's that he does everything at the same speed.
0: Man,
2: man. He's a one-speed guy. Those guys are easier to cover. They're, they're it's harder for them to get separation because he's at he's at full speed, and it might be you know four four eight in the forty if if you post that into what it takes to run the route. Mm-hmm. But if it's always the same, the defenses can catch on to that, and they have with Marvin.
0: Right,
2: Galladay. Galladay has some ability to change speeds, but I was, I was actually watching a I'm I'm doing a little I'm I'm trying to get ahead of the game for the 2020 draft. So I've been watching some college wide receivers. There are some guys who are masters already at stuttering, at changing things up, at changing their footwork on Mm -hmm. on the same Mm -hmm. route. They don't run the same route the same way every time. That's that's not there's something to be said for having the consistency and having the reliability of that Stafford knows, okay, if you're running a seven, I know exactly when and where to throw the
0: ball to, mm-hmm. but so does the defense. I, I'm, I'm just going to jump in because this is another one. We're, we're, we're already we're foreshadowing every topic, but we we'll are. talk a little bit about the footwork of Travis Fulgham because he, Ooh, he, he, right. I, I saw some stuff that was pretty, pretty damn impressive. Good, on his part, so. good, because he's not super fast nope. either. Nope, nope, he doesn't have that. All right, so there we go. Um, running the football first, again, it's going to be different. Don't bail on us, Riz, on the second possession in Arizona. It's another one of those things where it's going to take... I, I have a feeling the team's probably going to... They're probably going to win in Arizona, but it's going to be like a what the hell did I just see kind of a win, um, which it seems to be the first game of the season. If they win, it's always been that way for like the last four or five years since Caldwell took over. But yeah, I just feel like it's going to be what did I just see. But we're going to see another slow starting team, a team that I believe will finish strong, but um, isn't going to be at their peak. Now, so, now see, are you, referring to just, are you
2: referring to just games or the season? Because this, this team has started games slowly yeah. for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that is, if you want to have a criticism of Matthew Stafford, uh, it's that he's not good in the first quarter. Mm-hmm. That, that mm-hmm. tends to be his worst quarter.
0: Yeah no, and I, I, that, so that's different than what I was talking about. But you're absolutely okay. right. Yeah, so and I was I was specifically referring to the first game of the season. It's been a ridiculous. Okay. I mean, think back all the way with San Diego when we played in San Diego and and our, um, um twenty one. Uh, he's gone now to Ladadian Somlinson. No, no, our twenty one. Um, oh. <laughs> Um, um Amir Abdullah. thank you, Abdullah. He came out and it's like, holy cow, he's the second coming. And then it was halftime and we, we got destroyed or, or barely won. I I can't remember, but it was like, we, what, I, we did win that game. Yeah. Yeah. That um, was
2: 2013, yeah.
0: 14, 15, 15, 15. 15, yeah. 15. But it just goes back years where the first game yeah. of the season has been, just a what the heck did I just see? And the team just looks at certain points just on fire. Hey, look at that, that digs interception last year, first play. I mean, we got oh this locked in, right? And oh. then, and then the whole thing caught fire. Um, the first game has just been insanity for this team. Um, I think that's going to happen, but I think you're going to see a team that – and they're taking that approach. I think they're building their team. They're probably like 90% together with what they want to be when the, game, the season starts, but they're letting other teams put things on tape and show them who they are, and they're adjusting mm-hmm. to the league. I think that's part of the, the whole that's, offense That's thing part too. of the allure of Patricia. Right, right, right. It's that he's smarter than the other coach. And the, that, absolutely. And if you look at like, uh, you know, what Bevel's doing here – uh with with saying we're a run first when the rest of the league is going pass first this is if you think about how every defense is set up it's to take care of the pass we're we're focusing on the pass because everybody's passing well if you want to find a little edge a little a little opportunity to take advantage of the other defenses you do something that everybody else isn't doing and you use that to try to create your advantage. So it's it's a definitely different approach than we're used to. It's 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 unique. It's a, I don't want to say it's a gamble, right? But it's just different than what everybody else is doing. And I don't think you can look at something that's different and criticize it only because it's different. We just have to see how it's executing, and it's going to take five, six, seven games to really start to get a feel for is this team getting better? Are they able to ex- execute? Was this the right plan for this team this year against the rest of the NFL? Is that yeah, fair? But- it's a good point. Yeah. Cool. I, I'm with you. I'm with you, man. I mean, yeah. Good point. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Done for the week. All right, uh, No, there is one more good point, and this is a good one, Riz. We did something uh, a little bit different. We, we were telling people when they want to get all their jerseys, it's, it's you know, Tiger season right now. You get your, your, your shirts to support those poor guys out there spending all that time in the heat, obviously with Sunstroke because they're not winning many games. But, you know, you're a Tigers fan. You can, you, you can get your other Detroit teams. You got your college teams, anything else, all that stuff. You get all your gear from Fanatics. We used to tell you to go to the website and then click on that and go to Fanatics. Got a better way. It's faster. Right? Ooh, no, no just, tell me. Normally, you're just going to type fanatics.com. Well, actually, you went to Detroit Lions Podcast, but you, you would think of doing that. All you do is go to fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com com. it'll take you right to fanatics. No clicking, no anything. That's but, easy. Yeah, right? I, I, I can do that. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com Shoot you right over there. You can get all your gear, get a great discount and uh, help support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway and actually by looking like a real boss rolling around town. So there you go. Fanatics.detroitlionspodcast.com Ha <laughs> ha. All right. Uh Travis Folgum. there's so many ways I, you when you read that name that you feel like you could say it. <laughs> but it's Folgum. It's Folgum. Folgum yeah. had a gift breakdown. And this guy so he's he's a gift. He's doing a gift breakdown, but he's a gift to the subreddit. A gift oh, to the subreddit. See oh, I did that? Uh, ah, he, ah, he goes yeah. by the name Acoustic Farts right there alone, right? Another that's, great name. Um, that's that's audio brilliance right there, right, baby. Right, right. It's an audio gift to, to everybody that we've shared now outside the sub. But he does uh GIF breakdowns. And uh basically what he is is he takes uh little GIF images and our gif videos, I guess is the way to say it. Some people like to say GIF. Uh and he breaks down what <laughs> Don't don't start that argument, please. <laughs> please he breaks down plays for players and uh takes a look and does an analysis with video support it's really really good he's already done jelani devai will harris austin bryant amane Arou- Arou- can aroo aroo uh, and tj Hawkinson. he's done them all so far uh and he just did travis fulgham and it, I, it's about time we should have been giving him some props earlier but some really really great stuff does some excellent insight on uh, his strengths his weaknesses gives you as i said the video support talks about hands route running uh body control and um about his fade route what he's doing there how he's blocking he's got some really good blocking technique in there um really really good breakdown in fulgham i I, i'm a little bit higher in this guy than i was even a week ago it's
2: worth checking out there's definitely some some interesting points remember that you're only seeing the the plays that are highlighted, but it gives you a pretty good idea of what you're going to look at, and that's something that when I'm scouting a player, I will I will I will chop certain plays up and I, I look at it again. If you're a fan of uh, of Matt Matt Waldman and the rookie scouting portfolio, he does a great job of of talking over a clip like that, and this is similar to that. So yeah. if you like if you like what Waldman does, and I would encourage you to check out what Waldman does because he's a great dude who puts a lot of effort in and he sees things differently than a lot of people do. You know, this is a chance for you to draw your own conclusions watching the plays, and they're there. You don't have to sit through the entire Old Dominion versus Charlotte game,
0: which I've done twice. It sucks. You're you're a man of a, a man amongst men for submitting <laughs> yourself to that. I, I watch I watch one college football game every day of the year, every day. And he did Old Dominion and Charlotte. That that had to be like a.
2: Well, so there's – but there's two wide receivers from Old Dominion
0: yeah. who are on the Lions. You're right, you're right.
2: And and there was an offensive lineman from Charlotte who was uh, – he got drafted, Nate Davis. I can't think of where. I want to say he was a fourth-round pick somewhere. Interesting. So there there was there's actually some NFL prospects in that game. And um, our, our boy O'Shane Jimenez, or Jimenez, was also in that game. Yeah, we saw him at the Senior Bowl.
0: At the time. Senior Bowl. He didn't do much no. there. And again, I, I'm going to say <laughs> it's hard. Well, you know, yeah, it is what it is. <laughs> it's hard to de- play either offense or defense against a quarterback who can't throw the ball, even in the general vicinity oh, of anybody that it's
1: supposed to.
2: Oh, my <laughs> <That's> God.
0: <horrible. laughs> it
2: was really Daniel bad. Jones is the number six. Oh, my God. Right. <laughs>
0: oh
2: my god! I feel bad for Giants fans. I really do. Yeah, yeah. This that, is the same team that got snookered into Davis Webb Eli and uh, <laughs> oh, who's who's the other crap hole that they took? Um, not Alex Tanney, who actually has a decent arm. Um, they took somebody last year, Kyle Oletta. Yeah, um, he he's he doesn't suck, but he's he should never be starting. No, and they
0: just keep they just keep going and going and going. So we'll talk about it with Fulgham. Ugh. I just want to point at some of his weaknesses, right? Because he's athletic. I mean, he's not unathletic. He is. He's, at, he's average size, I, I average would, speed, average quickness. Yeah. Right? Nothing average, special. Average would be the way I would say things.
2: Is that he's he's not exceptional, good or bad in any one thing. Other yeah. than I I I do like his blocking. He, he is a very efficient
0: technical. Yeah and aggressive blocker he he seems to really enjoy it and i'll tell you his footwork there's a there's a great uh gif in there where he cuts he the the ball snap and he cuts behind with his right foot behind his left foot like he's gonna cut left and then he launches off to the right and leaves a dude holding his dick in his hand uh bloom blew him, bloom blew him just right out of the hole and and shot past him so he's he's got some good footwork good moves um but he's a little bit shorter than galladay he's slower in the 40 and in the shuttle And he had less production against worse competition than Galladay did. So um, it's going to with a better quarterback, too, (laughs) by the way, I I fully agree with acoustic (laughs) farts. He says he's going to make a good wide receiver three or four. Unfortunately, we're a team that's got a lot of wide receiver 2, 3 and 4s on it. So, um we'll we'll see. We'll, he'll probably play this year, but that's more of a testament to who's on the team otherwise. So, hopefully yeah. this guy can uh be something more than maybe expectations would otherwise set for If him.
2: you're looking for a high-end comparison for him, um I will go to the other team that I covered the Cleveland Browns. He has some Rashard Higgins to him. And Hollywood has he has a great chemistry with Baker Mayfield, and it has made him a better receiver. And that's the type of thing you have to hope with Fulgham is that he clicks with Stafford. Like, hey, I got this guy. Um, and and he could be a much better number three wide receiver because he, he does have that kind of upside.
0: And he these, does. These are the kind of guys that I'd expect to see a Matthew Stafford. If you you know players and quarterbacks that elevate the players around them. This is where Matthew Stafford could really have that opportunity with him and Galladay both. He could bring them into um he could make them better players than they otherwise would be uh with his expertise. So let's hope for that along the way. All right, we'll move into the next one. This one, um Always Lion posted this in the subreddit. This is a good one, uh talking about cornerback depth and starters. And Riz, I want to get some of your analysis here, because you're you're really, really good at this. Um you look through kind of the, the chart, you have Slay, Coleman, Melvin, Diggs, Agnew, Tabor, Ford, and Ara Warrior geez that that's a lot of names yeah it is um our right, worry, so i'm yeah, I, a cheat
2: sheet here so i don't forget anybody <laughs> <laughs>
0: right Our warrior starts out at the bottom and let's just let, let me just start with him and get my my thoughts uh over and okay then you can go to town i'm I, really torn on him right i feel okay. I, I feel like here's a guy who third round pick right i mean i think i feel like he's he he should have gone in the third but he didn't go till much later fifth right six Sixth round yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah he fell way farther is he a guy that has a lot of talent and a ceiling and a chip on his shoulder and, and and could actually be a good year one cornerback um, in that number two position? Because that's where I feel like we're weakest with all across the line of talent that we have, um, mainly because I see Coleman as, as a slot guy is, is much better in the slot than is on the outside. Or with t- that. Y- you look at all the real talent evaluators versus, you know, and this is I got to Sorry, I got to do a side jag here. People talk about who should have been drafted where and whatever just like when you sell your house just like when you sell stock the market tells you how much it's worth i don't care what it was worth a year ago or 10 minutes ago whatever you sold it for and got money in your bank on that's how much it was worth period all the paper money in between is a lie so don't 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 fool yourself into thinking something's worth something it's not okay it's only when it's sold that you know its value he was a, a sixth round Pick that's the value that the the people who have not just Bob Quinn not just you know Gettleman <laughs> I'm throw him in there not just your 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 NFL GMs they have whole scouting departments they have coaches they're consul- co- they're working with everybody talks about how how great they are at evaluating doing draft evaluations and then they they criticize. A whole organization of like 20 people and all the years of experience they have because you know they watch the highlights thing on youtube but it's right. it's, it's really really interesting yeah to, to see that so the market truly said that he was a sixth round pick yeah he, fifth torn- he, was, a, he was a fifth rounder. that's my bad help me help me okay okay thanks yeah um yeah. help me Still- here the point stands help me understand because i feel like you know there's so much evaluation of the third round that there's some talent there that people saw and there's maybe a ceiling that he could he could step up to i know it. people you know drafting a cornerback early is is out of fashion out of vogue right now because it does take so long to develop a cornerback where do we see our our warrior here is is he really kind of last in line and and just going to sit and, and learn this year? Or or do we think he, we might see him? What have we seen so far this early in the year? We've seen
2: very little. Uh, the The first day of OTAs with that, that I was at, um, he primarily worked with the third team and they were not on the near field. So we have not seen much of him. Mm. Uh, that will change over time. They're going to give him more opportunities. But even with Slay out, he was still in the third pairing. And that's... That's where he starts. That, that you, you start there as a rookie. Yeah, yeah.
0: Um.
2: And and I'll say this: Coleman was also not participating in most of the drills, and RORE was still down there. So he's mm-hmm. he's got a ways to go to mm-hmm. prove himself. Mm-hmm. The thing is, he's going to get chances to prove himself, and it's not unusual for a guy to start that low and quickly ascend. Um. It, it's a very fluid depth chart. Yeah. Because after after Coleman and Melvin and Slay, I think it's completely wide open. Right. I, I, and and I'll, I'll say this, I don't think there's a chance that the number four and number five cornerbacks, and I do I think they're keeping five, they might not even be on the roster right now. <laughs> um, maybe Will Harris is one of them. I do think he's a better cornerback than safety. Um, I, I don't like him at safety, but if you move him yeah. to corner, I think his deficiencies, his inability to anticipate routes – is it's actually less damaging at cornerback than is at safety because he's athletic enough that he can recover and he's not helping cover for somebody else's problems. Exactly. You could give him safety help, right? <laughs> right. Yes, exactly. And <laughs> Q Diggs is great there. Yeah. I, 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 think, I think you're going to see a lot of three safety looks on this team. So I, I do only think they're going to keep five cornerbacks. Jamal Agnew is the one for me that is the question because I, if he doesn't show a lot, at cornerback we talked about it earlier they're trying out all different kinds of guys that return man right he would really have to be special as a return only guy if he can't play as a number four or number five corner, and thus far from what we 've seen from him, I don't think he can, so it would not surprise me if he and Oruwari are fighting for that last corner job
0: interesting, and with his. I mean, he can return, right? If his knee holds up. If his knee holds up. um, That special teams might give him the angle for the roster and still give you a way to keep our warrior. It might. Tabor,
2: from what I've gathered, they really want it to work for him because they do not want that giant egg on their face for drafting this guy in the second round and he can't freaking play. He made a great interception the day I was there. He made one great interception the day before I was there. He's been active. He's worked with, uh, didn't you work with Chad Johnson this offseason? Yeah. So, I mean, you, you know, he's getting some swagger. He's st- he has never lost his confidence to his credit. Yeah. That's Even when he's point. played yeah. like balls, he, he still thinks he's the man.
0: Played uh, like balls. I didn't expect that. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, it's okay. You so, just got so me. So,
2: I, I think. Uh, I think he's going to get a very legit shot. I think he's one of those guys you're going to see him play the entire fourth preseason game, and that could very well decide whether he makes a team or yeah, not. Yeah, no. A lot uh, of people Mike, have given Mike up on him. Mike Ford, I think, is a practice squad guy. I think they like his athleticism, and I think they like his speed. And if you go back to the first, the first time we saw him, like, hey, maybe we got something here. Right, right. And then, then the rest of the season happened, and like,
0: oh, crap. Yeah. This guy is terrible. You get flashed. At the, for the first moment, you're like, hey, what's going on here? And then you see what the yeah. body really looks like. Oh, my like God. Microsoft. He's fast. <laughs> oh, that's that's here. And it's the reading of his assets. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. OK, no. Good analysis. Thank you, Riz. Appreciate that. Um, uh, let me cross the leg. Yeah, there we go. All right. All right. We're uh, going to move on. Guess what else we did? We did it again. Amazon. Oops, I- did it again you can come to the site you can click on it that's one way to get there or you can just go to the amazon dot Detroit Lions podcast dot com and it'll take you right there uh, again that's so easy right I, I, it's so easy it, why didn't I think of this before <laughs> I really why Why have I not been shopping like this all the time I, I don't know so now mm-hmm. instead of all the other stuff you just have to type the words Detroit Lions podcast dot com between the Amazon dot and dot com and the same thing with the Finale. go get the new thank you scientist album you're, Ooh. you're welcome oh nice nice get your uh, get your Amazon music there and you can have it all the time right you can you can, you can right? also have some some new i prevail yes great i prevail bow stuff. down I freaking <laughs> love that song i'm still locked in on, on rise above there's a lot of great songs there. there's a lot uh gasoline is is when i'm when i'm they feeling have, like I need some uh, they energy. have upped their game it's a very good very strong album yep so i'm thinking of visiting when they're in in uh, grand rapids for the last show of the tour right so if you okay. won't mind me uh hanging with the That's fine. Show. I'm
2: actually in my guest room now, which is why the lighting is all weird um, because I'm trying to keep my family from bothering me. So <laughs> I, 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 I'm no in my basement sure. and I, I'm looking right now at a bed that Need some sheets on it.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. So last time, Amazon.DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Do all your do it, there. Go and there. And shop. I'll support the show by doing something you're going to do anyway. All right. Uh, update, because we like to be nice guys and because we actually do care. Uh, Kelly Stafford update. Um, she yes. did an update on Instagram. And a lot of people are just kind of putting, hey, here's something here, here's there. We're kind of doing a weekly update, checking in and seeing how her recovery is going. It's important. To us as people she's you know she's taken some crap just because of where she sits in the organization and her husband how much money he makes and stuff but she's been nothing but a, a, a kind wonderful woman I remember her being ready to pop with the pregnancy last year at training yes camp. just yeah. just sunshine on her face just happy smile just a sweet yeah. sweet lady with everything going on and um, you know she deserves our support so uh, report from her is the balance is getting better all the time she still has weaknesses on her, on her right side and um, it's it's changed her face, and it's something she said. After twenty nine years, you get used to your face. Um, I just, I tend not to look at mine. Right? <laughs> I try to avoid it already. <laughs> look away! Look away! But uh... turn your
2: eyes, kids! No
0: for someone who does carry a little bit of beauty in their life um the change because of the uh the weakness inside his caused. and she said it's really pronounced when she tries to smile or laugh you can see it and so she she finds herself covering her mouth she's very kind of self-conscious about it which is that i can imagine how tough that's to be um or that would be she said it's going to take six to twelve months to understand if any of this is permanent, how much of it is permanent? There's a lot of relearning that goes on. Um, the brain can le- relearn a lot of things, and, and um, not so much in this case. But nerves can regrow, all kinds of things. Can muscles can strengthen, all kinds of things can happen, and you're, you can rewire yourself to handle that. Um, so she's she's on she's on the mend. She's she's doing better um, all the time, and that's that's good with her balance. That's important, being able to get around. But uh, the other thing, in, in the midst of all that going on, she was able to post uh the chug the oh chug. yeah i know it was a couple of days ago it's really in between when we recorded but god oh. damn her husband can drink beer
2: <laughs> he had we actually so i was on the air with with uh drew on friday um i, w- I was jim um <laughs> i got i got to i got to chug a beer on, on air in studio which was fantastic oh um drew brought me a beer and i slammed it and i i my form was a little off i was drinking it out of a can i haven't i haven't chugged a beer in a long time and it showed I
0: but i, I still whipped roger's ass i see you have a glass <laughs> with you now do you want to repeat no, the it, feat? It, it's empty oh, just, sorry. oh well, well okay maybe we can maybe we can can get, get gaslight you know, doing that for us <laughs> we, we can we can have some fun doing that some of the time oh, I, I, at night maybe the I, party i'm, I'm I am certainly not averse to chugging alcohol. Oh, no, no. Maybe we could do that at the party. Maybe we could do a, con- we have to do a contest, but it has to include Uber at the end, right? I mean, we, oh, we, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> there's, just, there's all legal Our, our
2: legendary it. Uber ride from a couple of years ago. Remember that one? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> yeah.
0: There's a sexual assault claim ready to be filed somewhere. <laughs> maybe by the Uber driver, but no, we're not quite, we're not quite James Winston.
2: No. no. <laughs> oh, hey now. <laughs> No, so yeah, it's um yeah. I I I am not Matthew Stafford. Um he, he, he had perfect form, perfect technique. The way he tilted his head at the exact perfect angle and then just uh, it wasn't
0: his first time. Go on. Right? <laughs> no, not his first rodeo, not
2: his second rodeo.
0: <laughs> Incredible, man. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was the other tough.
2: cool thing about that, he was in Detroit that day until like one in the afternoon. He's in Palm Beach watching that game yeah. at a nice restaurant. And, you know, she she, she savagely showed the Bucks game up on the TV. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's, that's pretty sweet. Yeah, and by the mean. way, David Bakhtiari, there, there's a guy. If Man. he's ever a free agent, go get him. Yeah. Oh, that guy, that guy aside from being a pretty darn good football player, that's a guy I want to hang with.
0: Yeah. Oh, <laughs> hell yeah. Yeah. That was great. He looked like he was having a ton of fun there. That's Has awesome. Have some nice eye candy with him, too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. So Kelly's getting. Better. I got to say one other thing about Matthew. um Having you know, you get married for a while, your, your other half can get sick and happens. I've having been with somebody who's had some things. Every nothing serious like this, right? But when your right. other half gets sick, there's there's. It, it, this is not to sound selfish, right? I don't want to do this at all, but being the, the 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 caretaker, right? When everybody's like, oh, they bring the ZD for the other one, right? They every, all the focus is somewhere else. You're busting your ass, right? It's not like it's not like there's not. You're worried about it your other half right. as well right i mean there's a lot right. of stress and and on you and and people often don't recognize that right and because you focus like we're talking about now we're all this talk talk about kelly and then hey yeah look at stafford he can he can pound down a beer there's a lot of stress going on in his life as as the you know the dad to those kids and uh taking care of his wife and the love of his life and uh you got to recognize he's done a hell of a job maintaining that obviously as she said how great he's done his career and still being able to put back a beer every now and then that's that's impressive to see a you know he talked that.
2: about it in in his press conference last week where where O'Hara kind of you know went at him and and yeah. it, 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 he was very he talked about how good he is at compartmentalizing things and that shows yeah. that that that's a skill and yeah, he well. talked about how coming to work was his way of like, okay, I'm here. This is my chance not to worry about what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. And he throws himself into that. And I I one hundred percent buy that. So I'm I I I'm very impressed he, to think of what they're going through with those little kids.
0: They got what, three kids under three? three? Kids. Twins and a young one, yeah. Whew. Wow. I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. So oh. just give him some credit along that's the way. That's tough when you're healthy, man. Yeah. <laughs> give the whole family some credit. And you know yeah. you know, along along the way. He, he gave his nice mother-in-law some serious love. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah so that, that's cool. Good family there. All right. Uh, move on. Really quick uh, show note for you folks. The week of the 24th of June, I am out of Dodge. You will not see me on the show. We're not going to have a show that week. I'm traveling. I'll be back Good. in Detroit be some more shenanigans, no. shenanigans shenanigans there you go i will
2: be in i'll be in myrtle beach south carolina celebrating my parents 50th anniversary nice yeah. uh, oh, my, my, my family and i have rented a beach house and so uh it'll be be a lot of fun i will uh i will not be working um i have not had a i took 24 hours off uh, a couple weekends ago i have not had more than 36 hours without posting something on one of my wire sites since the day after christmas 2016 Man, oh
0: man, oh man. Good for you. I I
2: I I have taken 3 days off in a row for that.
0: So I'm very much looking forward to that Good for you. You know, I you see I you mentioned your parents 50th. I went to my uh, grandparents 50th when I was like 13 or 14 years old and um it was a family thing down in in Ohio and um it was at a like a VFW hall or something. And I got away with drinking so many beers. I got, it was the first time I ever gotten drunk, right? <laughs> ah, and, and we had nice. a big family barbecue the next day where everyone was getting together again out of their parents. Again. It was a big, big, like multi day celebration thing. And it was my first hangover, too. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I got it. My, it was. In the- <laughs> maybe i'll share some of the stories from there i got some other good stories that we'll share over the summer because summer stories are good um this but thing. yeah that you every time i think of a 50th now i think of my grandparents which is great but then i think of what i did there and i'm like embarrassed <laughs> so i thought I'd it's enough. surely embarrassing <laughs> all right uh coming up a couple quick things key nfl dates for the lions ota off-season workout started the day we record today the 29th of may through the 31st and then also june 10th through the 13th uh mandatory Mini camp. this is where everyone got to be there where you will see snacks and you will see slay as june 4th through 6th they break for the 13th and that's when everything stops and we wait for training camp around the 11th of june is when to expect the announcements on training camp uh right. the dates there and when that's going to happen and uh, we'll book our flights and all that other stuff yeah
2: and expect it to be that that final week of july leading into august for them to start that yep Yep. That typically is it they, they have. They usually have a full week and then another week before the first preseason
0: game. Yep. Absolutely.
2: And they'll also announce the actual dates for when they will be uh, doing joint
0: practices, too. Right. But we're telling you right now Zack center day is on August 3rd, August 3rd. <laughs> we have booked it. That's when our party will be the whole thing. And uh, we're 99.9% sure there's no training camp the next day. And uh, that makes it easy for everyone that's, to come and hang out and have a good time and, uh, and and tie one on a little bit and uh, meet all the folks we're going to have there. So there's the key dates. We'll keep going. Uh, good stuff with that. We're going to call it a show this week. Thank you, Riz, for filling in for Case, man. As always, you are you are the man. My pleasure, man. It was fun. Glad We, glad we got to do this. Yeah. Spend a little time together. Yeah. A little, a little Chris time. That's good for me. <laughs> <laughs> all right remember this show needs your involvement use the comments and the yes, subreddit yes, yes we do <laughs> give us your feedback let us know what you think of the show how we can get better or what you really like so we can keep doing more of that also don't forget about us on patreon patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast patreon.com slash detroit lions podcast and join the club get the slack chat as little as dollar a month as much as you feel like giving we appreciate every dollar help support the show helps us uh, put on these different things we're doing and uh A lot of surprises coming this summer. You guys are gonna like it. It's all it all was foundationally started with our Patreon people and the the folks there. So we do whatever we can to help them out. You know, pre-info about stuff before it happens and previews and stuff like that. So Patreon.com slash Detroit Lions Podcast, join in there. Also check us out on Facebook. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. Facebook.com slash the Detroit Lions Podcast. And follow us on the Twitter machine at D-E-T-Lions Podcast. D.E.T. Lions Podcast, the very best place to see the Riz. With no
1: pants.
0: <laughs> uh, give us a call on Skype. Detroit Lions Podcast. Oh, one word. Eh, Three in the morning, two in the morning, one in the morning, whenever you want to do it. Give us a call or you can call us on the Lions line. You can do it at the same time. It's 929 lions It's nine two nine three three five four six six seven. Give us a call. We'll get you on the air. Sobriety is not required. Also, go to DetroitLionsPodcast.com. Subscribe to the podcast so we can come to you every week. Like we like to do. All right. Thank you for tuning in. We're going to see you next time on the Detroit Lions podcast. Remember, no pants, no toasters, no hot tubs, no problems. Because we're your Detroit Lions and Reddit Connection.
1: Final seconds winding down. And look at that. How big is that? Chris and Case out of time. Pack the bags. Start the plane. This show is over. Hey, Dean Blandino here, and I can tell you unequivocally that call was 100% wrong.
2: Dr. Riz right here for you. I got your back, folks.